Okay, everyone, welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. So, we're going to be talking about the news. And we know what we're talking about when I say the news. Let's just get into it. We're going to talk about it, try to get as much as we can to want to hear, and give our viewpoints on it. Let's just get into it. Yes, I know. Cold open. Don't even introduce ourselves. But yes, that's because we got a lot of news to get to. Controlling creative in WWE. Vince McMahon is back controlling creative in WWE. And Vince McMahon is back controlling creative in WWE. Support! Ready to talk! That's how we all feel, right? Yes. Thinking, damn, this show feels like a bitch show. And hey, it was. Good on you for noticing. Now let's talk about it. While appearing on CNBC's Squawk in the Box to address not only the merger with Endeavor, but also the allegations against him last year and his role going forward in WWE, Vince would say in regards to creative that he would be involved at a higher level than before, but not in the weeds like he once was. But looking at last night's Raw, it was only weeds. And Matt Riddle came back too. Coincidence? Ahead of the show, Fightful Select... By the way, he's saying that because that was the only return on the Raw at the WrestleMania. It was a complete and utter shit show. No call-up, no nothing. No call-ups, no nothing. They had Brock Lesnar turn on Cody Rhodes, which they were getting into. I don't know if it means that he's being written off for some time period. Or is it just, you know, Brock Lesnar having a feud with him? They're doing this, by the way, just so uh, Roman Reigns can break the, you know, Bruno San Montino streak. I doubt that. No, they're doing it just for that reason. Legitimately. I doubt he's going to break that streak. He will. They're going to make him break. Because this McMahon, he's going to break it. He's going to break Bruno San Martino's streak. Uh, which I don't think for, he, I don't think me, nobody gonna make that streak. For me, I'm not even gonna lie to you for real. That will damage the hell out of Roman Reigns for me. I would not put him up against anybody that's even mid card. To me he's not even better than Shad Gable. He's trash. If he breaks the streak, he's trash. I don't think he's going to break the streak. So, just saying. Once he breaks it, he immediately becomes <laughs> trash. Because you basically... You ain't built up nobody else, y'all. You just... For years, told a story about rough bumps. And it shows that your wrestlers, unlike AEW... Are dumb as shit. Because you can have the same shit happen in the match with one person time and time and time and time and time and time again. And for some odd reason, nobody pays attention to it. Like, really, no one thinks about it. Right, good. 
provide a planned rundown of the show segments and matches. However, some of these planned matches ended up not coming to fruition, with two women's triple threat matches being cut and replaced by the opening Omos vs. Elias bout and a women's tag match in the final third. These were a part of a number of late changes according to Fightful Select, with the That's Freaking Wrestling podcast tweeting that they were seated behind production at Raw last night and the team were handed updated sheets of information three times in 45 minutes, two of those being after the show was on air. These last minute changes were noted as not feeling like those that talent and staff had come to expect under Triple H's regime, according to PW Insider. During the show, WrestleVotes would tweet that they had been told Raw has a large Vince McMahon feel and presence to it. <laughs> no kidding, bud. And while PW Insider noted that Triple H was on headsets running the show at the beginning of the night, Vince would become more and more involved, eventually becoming the point person running the show. PW Insider reported that this triggered a huge negative shift in morale for many talents upon realizing that things were back to exactly where they were prior to Vince's exit. Another source would state that the place felt nuked upon the realization from many that McMahon would likely be overseeing everything again going forward. While some were reportedly resigned to the fact that Vince would be back in creative eventually, many were obviously quite dejected, largely due to Triple H's close connection with talent, many of which he'd worked with previously in NXT. However, one thing was for sure, According to multiple sources, PW Insider noted that there was no doubt Vince was back in charge for last season's war. This is all despite Triple H, WWE President Nick Khan, and Chief Financial Officer Frank Riddick holding a talent meeting prior to Raw, according to Bible Select, where they mentioned that the creative direction of the product wouldn't change. Twitter user Trevor Dane had a great tweet to say, Vince went from he's retired to he's only back to facilitate the sale, to okay, he's minimally involved in creative, to he's only big picture creative, not details to Vince just sent a note two hours into Raw saying Brock should smash. He's back. There is absolutely tons more to dissect from these revelations, so check out WrestleTalk.com for more. And now- And yes, 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 we are going to get into that. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's- It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, you messing with the morale. You messing with the, the sub- Exactly. That's what I was about to say. The you problem mess- is the morale. You messing with the wrestlers who wouldn't get opportunities now. Just getting opportunities now. Yep. Won't be getting opportunities because of Vince. Because of Vince. We've seen how he treated a lot of these wrestlers beforehand and how all of a sudden these guys and girls disappear pretty much from, you know, pretty, pretty much just disappear from the scene. And it's like, they still around? Like, straight up, I'm not even going to lie. You know, Dana Brooke, you do know she did not pass away. She did not leave the company. She's Which, not injured. I was speaking about Dana Brooks. It was a fan had a sign. That was confiscated, I believe, saying which was said give Dana Brooke a chance. Exactly, that's the reason why and, I brought it up. And Dana took the Twitter and told the fan, "Thank you for the support, the support. and love, and it will be dealt with." Yeah, because you know these wrestlers, they worked so hard training and exactly what have you, and you don't even see them. You don't even see them ever. You know, you got three I mean, brands. 
You got Raw, you got SmackDown, you got NXT. You're not even seeing these people in NXT. I'm like, and then it's like, wait a minute. Like, you couldn't you have just, just something going on with Dana Brooke in NXT while she, while you don't have anything for a main brand? Right. I mean, just having these wrestlers just sit sit home or sit backstage. Sit backstage and just, just, just disappearing. Just, you know... And then when you see them go to a different promotion, you're like, damn, I didn't know they could actually do this. And this. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I could actually do my, I could actually wrestle. I could actually put on a match and uh, tell a good story. The only I mean, thing these is. wrestlers had to go out there and do like fucking MJF and almost do pipe bombs and stuff like this, just, just to be shown that they can do stuff. And this is when you hear the backstage, the morale, morale the morale and groans and the morale. You hear about the wrestlers that talk about uh, it ain't worth working yeah. here because it's like... You wonder why people like Charlotte Flair keep taking goddamn vacations. I mean, I would too. At some point, you know you're going get to your, get your food to eat. Force their asses to have somebody else on there. I'm glad she is taking a vacation. Force their ass to have somebody else on the damn screen. Good on Charlotte. Literally... Saying you're not gonna have the use of me. Sometimes you gotta do that. This is not gonna fire fucking Charlotte. He ain't a dumbass. And she knows it. So she's like, I'm I did what I did at WrestleMania. I'm done. I need a vacation. Indoor just came from one. I'm done. You got someone else to be put on the screen. Put someone else on the screen. You got Rhea Ripley just throw people at her for her to win against. You're not gonna have Charlotte Flair to lean on. It's like for some for a little bit of time. It's like for some people on the screen. You had you got all these all this talent. You need to build them up. You need you want to talk about. Well, we ain't got we got to build stars. You got tech you got stars. stars. You don't need to build anybody. You just gotta this give them opportunities. Yeah, and you just gotta give them opportunities. Give them opportunities. Allow and people got- to get W's. And you gotta throw meaningful, meaningful matches. Exactly. Put meaningful matches out there. It's not that hard, really. I'm sorry, it's not. And to showcase their talent, like, come on. It's not that hard. You can't give her a, a winning streak for one time and then never put the person back on TV yeah, ever again. Yeah, exactly. And I was about to say exactly that. Have people not be put on TV ever again. Had them build up a winning streak and then you, you know, oops. Have them lose and they never win again. Like, oh, they, you get them, you build them up, and then next thing you know. Like with damage control, you build them up for a little bit just for them to become fodder. To lose all the time. Right. And then you got barely sending out cryptic message like. That she's playing, she might be dipping, but if she is going to dip, go right ahead. Everybody understand, like. Yo. He's in charge. The only thing I can say to these wrestlers is Vince McMahon is old school. He learns the hard way. The only thing you can do is show Vince McMahon you mean business. AEW is out there. They are a credible competition. You know, Tony Khan made an announcement yesterday about having... I think it's all in. Yeah. It's going to be at Wembley Stadium. 90, 90 some odd thousand 
uh, seats. What do you think I'm doing? That's in August. If your shit is up before then, hey. If you can afford to travel. I will jump over there. Hey, Tony. Seriously. He got Ring of Honor going on. He can get a third promotion. Trust me, if you have enough wrestlers on there on his payroll, he'll be forced to make a goddamn promotion. And then he can feel like, like how you gonna feel? Because like you said, he has Ring of Honor, he has AEW and, and Rampage, and then he has another. He has some dealings with New Japan. New Japan, exactly. I mean, maybe he may be able to make Rampage more than one hour. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you get enough wrestlers. Drew McIntyre, I'm going to call him out. Straight up. I know my damn podcast ain't reaching nobody. But still, Drew McIntyre, your shit is up this year. Don't sign. Gone. Disappear. Leave. Leave. If he leaves, it will show. Put a mark, a marquee name. If he shows up in AEW. Shit. Maybe under a different name. Surpri- Maybe under a different name. I wouldn't be surprised that she, after Cody do decide get to win the belt and all this, and he decided to leave, go back to AEW. I, I would, I would, or fuck, just fucking retire. That too. I, I mean, seriously, at this point in time, he just dashed all of the impact of Cody Rhodes. You think anybody want to see Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes? No, not really. For what? Like you, for what? For no meaningful reason. Just for Bar- just, just Cody, so you can pat. Just so Cody gotta have like the overcoming odd match like for what? For what? Why did you do it in the fucking first place when he already had the story already there? We know about Cody Rhodes. We know that he was stardust. We know the, the the shit he had to go through is dashing Cody Rhodes. We know the shit he had to go through. We know the fact that his father hadn't won a goddamn belt. You had everything there, but since you want to try to have Roman Reigns break Bruno San Martino's streak. That's it. As if and people give a shit. To, and I know it's more story to tell about the bloodline. But it's it's not. Okay, it's well, not. It is, it's, it's not. It's not. It, it, it ran its fucking course. No, it is. It's still story because you got the story about Solo him because remember Cody had a little feud, little thing. Yeah, him. I know a little feud with him saying that he's not ready. Then you had. But it's, it's, you still got like the thing with the Uso. It's pretty about much, about you pretty much pulling weeds now. It's over. Just think, let it end. Now you got the thing with the Uso, them without their belts. Roman giving them the cold shoulder. Then you had the thing with the Rock doing the little video talking about maybe down the line, I see the bloodline. Oh, fuck that nigga. He should have showed up at WrestleMania. It's like, come on, y'all. y'all. I don't care about down the line. You should have showed up at WrestleMania. I don't care. Old wrestlers do that all the time with saying, you know, never say never. Undertaker said that. He gone. I'm sorry to tell you. Mark Calloway ain't walking down that damn ramp ever again. Not to wrestle anywhere. Exactly. He ain't walking down that ramp ever again to wrestle. He saw him at uh, Raw 30 and he barely could move around. He done done in that ring. He ain't coming back. You know what's why he hadn't lift up uh, L.A. Knight for that choke slam? He just tossed him into Bray Wyatt because he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He done. 
So yeah, never say never, but never is never. So yes, Drew McIntyre, your contract up this year. Where do you think you're going? You shouldn't be signed with WWE. Fuck them. You go to AEW. Straight up. Mustafa Ali, your shit is over in June. You should be the first nigga to go. Pack your bag, son. You're going to AEW. Because I don't care how many goddamn times they repackage you. This is ridiculous. They repackage you to be nothing more than another failure. We still don't know your finisher, your signature. Because you lose all the time. Your overall in the video game is 12. What was that? It should be. He don't wrestle. Mm. <laughs> Your overall in the video game is 12. Because he has at least enough stamina to make it down the ramp. Alexa, what's the weather? In Baltimore, it's 77 degrees Fahrenheit, no. mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, you can look for clouds with thunder showers yep. with a low of 48 degrees. Oh, By good. the way, there's a severe thunderstorm watching effect until Thursday, April 6th, mm-hmm. 10 p.m. Okay, don't wonder he looked like that outside. Yeah. All right, let's get to this point with Raw. Review. Monday Night Raw, a.k.a. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Vince's back edition of Monday Night Raw sad five minutes. Sad five minutes. With the other Vince McMahon of WWE, the actual head of creative Triple H. This is the fucking bullshit that they did because he came out there as chief creative officer. By the way, Triple H, I knew something was up. Cause I like that watch you got on. I do like that damn watch you got on, but that's yeah. That's a nice ass watch. Oh, he got braids. He got uh some uh chains on over there, bracelets on over there. I didn't know that. But uh yeah, and that's a nice type of ring. That's yeah. his wedding band. I know. That's pretty cool. That's like a little different. That's what I like too. Different shit. Like the one you gave me. You know, I wasn't taking no fucking bullshit ass. You know, fucking silver for like. Three, four, five hundred dollars when you can just build, bend a fucking soda can and give me that shit and polish it. Straight up. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's that fucking shit. If you got a basic silver ass band, you got cheated. I'm just sorry. If you out there, I know this is uh, left field, but straight up, if you, any guys that's married out there and you got that silver ass fucking band or that dumb ass, regular ass gold band, y'all got cheated. Y'all got cheated. Some men just like that. No, 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 no. No men don't, men don't like that. Mm-hmm. Men don't like that. They ain't a man. They all reason and drop. They still a kid. Right, cool. <laughs> get something better. If you spend all that money, get something better. Please. That'd be the silver one. That is glorified aluminum that they just bent. Which way? I can at least see people with gold with that one. But please, take that piece of shit back and get something better. Which way? God. Oh, no. Sorry. I had to go on that one because as a man, that hurt me. 
head of creative. He cut a promo about how great WWE is and how even on the day of the sale and merger with UFC, WWE will always be WWE and they are here to stay. It was a good... But that's the reason why Cody Rhodes lost, by the way, along with Vince McMahon being in charge, was because they wanted to also be the head to the sale go through pretty easily because they can easily just rely on the, uh, you know, bloodline storyline to carry them through the whole transition. Yeah. Good promo, and it was nice to see Triple H get a pop and a reaction from this crowd. Also, I'm loving just how much Triple H looks like Obadiah Stane now. Oh, this man was able to build the company in a cave. The box is crap. He then brought out Roman Reigns, Solo Sikoa, and Paul Heyman, still protected with gold, but without the Usos with them. They lent into the... Damn, that dude a big, still big. Damn, Trip. He's his biggest fucking Roman. Heats they got from this crowd and talked about how they beat Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Cody came out to accept that yes, Roman beat him, but he knows that Reigns knows that Cody had him beat. If it wasn't for Solo, he'd be standing there as the undisputed champion. He also only wanted to ask for one thing. A rematch. Heyman and Reigns turned down this offer for a title match tonight, so Cody counter-offered with a tag match instead. Player Heyman agreed to this under two provisos. One, it had to be someone who wrestled at WrestleMania. Without returning stars like Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, and NXT Core or even Jay White. And number two, whoever walks down the ramp will never get shot at Roman Reigns for the title. Damn, that was a good but that was a good thing because real, real truthfully. Um, I don't know how many, because there's not a lot of many men, actually, that would be available. That was a good maneuver, because, yeah, he was fucking screwed, really. I mean, Omos, um, Street Profits, and, you know, the guys in the tag matches, maybe. Anybody in the Royal Rumble? No. He said that was on the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view wasn't on that, that's right, remember? No, they had a Royal Rumble. No, the, the, uh, oh, wait, Bobby could have. So, yeah, he could. But he was there, present on the weekend. But, yeah, that was a small amount of people. Damn, that really was a small amount of men that they were alive. That, that was a pretty good one. I wish they, 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 they do stuff like that more often. Because it was like, oh, yeah, make him have to actually, they should have actually dragged that part out longer because they have, a lot of time wasted, you know, had him at least try to look for somebody instead of just Brock Lesnar dumbass walking down the damn ramp automatically. <laughs> Put some drama into it. But that's just McMahon for you. You don't know drama. Crucial stick. Whoever sides with Rose will be damning themselves into never challenging for the world title. Just as cold. But that's the problem. Truth be told, that's not true. Because if Roman loses... You can just challenge Cody. He makes the rules. Hmm. I'll just talk about that. Actually, so yeah, actually, in the essence, yeah, I would. If Brock was the type of person actually going for the gold, that would have been a smart maneuver for him to run down that ramp and then beat the hell out of damn Roman Reigns and laugh at his ass and say, hey, ha, down Cody. Backlash is going to be you and me. Or whenever the fuck, right? They decide that you win the damn belt. Exactly, whenever, right? Because truth be told, that only 
sticks if Roman still has the championship. So you go out there and beat the hell out of Roman. You know, by the way, Roman didn't even have to lose the tag match. You can throw Roman to the crowd for real and feast on him while Cody beats the hell out of young ass Nikola and win the match. So Roman, when you had to get pinned for that to be the happen, ha, bitch. Guess what? You got the rematch. Come back out. Ha, bitch. You thought I was going to have, have, not going to make sure you lose? Yeah. So actually, I just thought about that. Somebody dumped, the people all dumb back there. I would have took that hands down. <laughs> took that hands down. Ran out there, dragged Roman dumbass into the depths of hell, pretty much. Allowed Cody Rhodes to win. And then, you know, he got the rematch. Do it again till he win. And then, bam, I got a chance to be able to say, hey, oh, yeah, that's when you had the belt that I couldn't challenge for it. I can challenge for it now that he has it. He had done to himself in all elite wrestling. And who should answer this partnership? Brock Lesnar. And this was great for also two reasons. Number one, it'll be fun to see Cody and Brock team together. And two, Brock already cannot challenge for Roman's titles. It was a very good second opening segment and it was hyped up a lot as a WrestleMania caliber main event, which is a classic little bit of Vince commentary. Just a little red flag for you there. Backstage, yeah. Heyman said the Uso Yeah, back. it is, the whole saying it's a pay-per-view like uh, uh, match or premium live event like match. Back to the private jet to start the celebration early, pretending that Roman Reigns was too busy to speak with him as he and Solo were preparing for their tag match. It was then revealed that Heyman was just doing the bidding of Roman, who didn't want his cousins around. Reigns was also concerned that Paul Heyman knew that Brock was going to answer the call, which is a call back to the whose side is he on storyline that ate up so much of the Brock and Roman feud a few years ago. It almost felt like a tease for another Roman versus Brock match, which isn't... Oh no! I mean, I'm, I'm glad Vince had at least some brain cells left for that shit. I mean, I couldn't stand it if that would happen. I would have probably punched my screen like conservatives did today. But hey, another red flag, and that was basically the first 45 minutes of this show. What a talking! Really hope we can get some wrestling on this pro wrestling show soon. Oh, well, here comes a monster wrestler lies. And you'll never guess what happened. Moss was cumbersome and won with no reaction in a hundred seconds. This experiment is done and over. I don't think any of this has a point anymore. And that was the whole first hour of professional wrestling show Monday Night Raw. Commercial free, by the way. With its whole 100 seconds of professional wrestling. Who wants a red flag? And I'll be honest with you, the rest of the show was downhill from here. Downhill from here! Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It's pretty bad, bro. It's pretty mm. bad. I mean, for real, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's pretty. It was pretty rank. That was, that was real rank. You know, if you out there and you uh, you watch Monday Night Raw, because again, I'll definitely tell you, like like we did when we went over this part, it just it was trash. It was trash. You had no wrestling on a wrestling show. No wrestling on a wrestling show. 
In Venice, it wasn't all bad. Rey Mysterio cut a promo to thank everyone for his lovely WrestleMania weekend where he got <laughs> to spank his son, but was interrupted by Austin Theory to set up a match between the two. Rey had it won, but Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest ran down to interfere to allow Theory to hit A-Town down for the win. Don't beat up Rey some more and then got in the face of Bad Bunny at ringside, who had also cut a promo to hype that he is the host of Backlash in Puerto Rico. The two got physical and Priest stepped in to remind us of their shared history and then decked Bad Bunny and chokeslammed him through the announced. It was a really effective angle and sets up a cool tag match of Judgment Day versus Ray and Bad Bunny for Backlash. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you guessed it, cut a promo and laid out an open challenge for any tag team to step up. And it was the Street Fighters that stepped up following their win at WrestleMania and had the longest match of the night at a whopping whole 12 minutes when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn picked up the win. Like, despite their whole... Yeah, that was kind of stupid because, you know... Why well, would you had the pre-Street Prophets just coming Why with the opportunity? opportunity on the next fucking night? You could have held this back for some odd reason and then, you know, build up at least a decent-ass, half-ass story, probably take it to SummerSlam, and then allow for them to get that glory in the sunlight and win or lose at that point, depending on My how you think. My thing is, we already knew the Street Prophets was going to lose because Sammy and Kevin, Kevin just, just got won the, title. the damn titles. Not even fully 24 hours ago. Story being about taking down the bloodline going into Mania, it never played a part of their promo. It was instead just a we deserve it promo. Much odder, however, was Seth's segment. So here's what happened. Seth could have This is the shit show. This is the shit show. This is the shit show. This is the shit. This is shit. I know Seth how he was and how he is, but good God, this is shit. This is what I, this is what I'm talking about. My God promo on Logan Paul backstage and then said he wanted to hear the crowd sing his theme song. So he walked to the ring to hear that. He cut to a commercial and when he came back, Seth was enjoying people singing his theme. And then he left. That was it. For the yeah, no joke. He just literally left. He came walking down the ramp and it cut to commercial while he was down the ramp and we cut back to it. He's in the ring and they just chanting for him. And then he gets out the ring and walks back up the ramp. That was it. You tell me you cut three matches for that type of bullshit. I told you it was a shit show. Complete shit show. Whole segment. I have no idea what this was or what any point of it was. I'm sure it worked for the live audience, but it translated terribly to TV. Bronson Reed set up a program with Bobby Lashley, who also appeared to still be stalked by Uncle Howdy, and then Bubbles beat Mustafa Ali in 40 seconds. I guess it was better than what he did at WrestleMania. Ganga Bella came out too. You f***ing guessed it. Do a promo about her win at Mania. Who then interrupted? Well, we understand that they do promos like that and expect to have a bunch of promos tonight because it's the Raw at WrestleMania. And I'm but it should have been some matches. And then yeah. There but some of these promos, it should have been some returns or somebody. The, the, problem was, the problem was is the fact that I'm believing that they're not going to do any of this shit on Friday. See, you, usually you split these promos up between both days. The Raw at the WrestleMania and the uh, SmackDown at the WrestleMania because you want to have wrestling matches. But since... You will have... Like this thing with Bianca, you had a return or should have had a return, return or at least a somebody de- call or at least up. Least a decent ass challenge, not the fact that you're gonna put Rhea Ripley. Or you setting this, you you um, planting that that champion versus champion. Champion versus champion and whatnot, so you can finally have Bianca lose the title and give it to Rhea Ripley. She's gonna be a double champion, so you can eventually make her the solid women's champion because you're trying to get rid of the uh, dual belt situation. 
I know you created a really rich potential title unification down the line. Ripley was also stared down by Raquel Rodriguez as she passed her and Liv Morgan, who then had a tag match against Damage Control, where the winner would get a shot at the tag titles next week. Now I know what you're thinking here. Didn't both of these teams lose at WrestleMania? And you'd be wrong. I really don't care about that, but you can give them something. They did that shit with they did that shit with Seth Rollins. Right, here's a red flag for you being correct. Liv and Raquel won. That's the red flag. That's the red flag. That's the red flag. That's the red flag right there. That's Vince. Instead of having the obvious. If the champions win. Having oh, they, they damage, even, former champions and damage control. Damn, I'm about to say they ain't even champions no more. Win. And try to eke out some more of this story. Because you have a story going on so far. Because you're not trying to put, obviously put Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler up against uh, the Legends. Oh, you could. Not for backlash. Not for backlash. You want that? You want that after backlash? Because the the biggest show of the summer is going to be SummerSlam. It's basically WrestleMania, summer in the summer. You want that to be there. So you do this. So you can set up Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan to what? Take on Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey? So what, you're going to have the, uh, the Legends lose at Backlash? When they barely had the titles and put them on the line ever? Because they had it? So the first time they can put them on the line, they're going to lose them? Talking about being glorified transitional champions. That's a shit show. Which really sucks for damage control who can't buy a win. Exactly. <laughs> You'll never guess what happened next. It was only another bloody in-ring promo. This one was from The Miz, who was interrupted by a returning Matt Riddle, who laid him out with a bro Derek. As- yeah, yeah, bro Derek, not RKO, by the way. So he may be going back to just being him himself, being Matt Riddle. We can't tell too much from that uh, few moments that he was there, but he landed his signature maneuver on him, not Randy's. Yeah. I like the other one first. They're more like Randy. It's customary for a returning or debuting star. You have to be involved with The Miz somehow. He's The Miz Card Vortex, and not even Matt Riddle can escape The Miz Card Vortex. I was about to say the same thing. It's not like he can go for the title any damn way because he's one of those Brock Lesnar types who can't challenge for Roman Reigns' title because he lost to Roman Reigns. Yay. Remember those stupid-ass stipulations? Dream cut a promo. About that tag match next week and slightly teased a trick heel turn which has been previously reported. So it is. It is next week. Me card. Like, not even have a title for a week. The event was the much-anticipated match of the Bloodline, taking on Cody Rose and Brock Lesnar. But there's only like 10 minutes left of the show. I know Brock matches are short, but oh wait, Brock Lesnar just turned heel on Cody Rose and beat him around ringside, including an F5 through the announce table and an F5 onto the stairs. This angle... Split opinions. We did a poll on our WrestleTalk podcast review of the show, and it was 45% saying it was good, and 55% saying it was bad. I I think it was bad because 
And now you're taking Cody off of the whole thing with uh, Roman Reigns so he can break Bruno San Martino's streak. But yeah, pretty much, like, that's pretty much what was going on, you know, so far. You know, go ahead and take a listen to this one, too, by the way. Yeah. Just because we got a little bit of time. News, top WWE stars threaten to leave with Vince McMahon back in power. Many more details on Vince's role and the last minute changes made and more. Support WrestleTalk. The most abrupt change-up in WWE's company structure took place over the weekend and on Monday, with WWE announcing their merger with Endeavor, Vince McMahon becoming executive chairman of this new company, saying he had moved on from the mistakes he made, claiming he wouldn't be getting involved creatively in the weeds with WWE, Triple H then claiming that nothing would be changing, and Vince wouldn't be in control in a talent meeting, and then Triple H claiming that nothing would be changing, and Vince wouldn't be in control on screen, on Raw, and then everything changed because Vince was in control. We touched on some of the details in yesterday's WrestleTalk News episode, but there's a ton more to dive into here, including the fallout from some WWE talent who aren't yes. best pleased this and maybe on their way out soon. It had previously been reported by Fightful Select that Vince had made some last-minute changes to Raw, and now we have more details on exactly what was cut, also from Fightful Select. There were originally two women's triple threat matches reportedly scheduled for Raw that would serve as a mini-tournament to crown a new number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. Those matches were penciled in to be Piper Niven versus Dakota Sakai versus Lynn Morgan, while the second was to be Raquel Rodriguez versus EO Sky versus Candice LeRae. Those matches were reportedly cut about an hour before the show began. The wow, so you had basically damage control being into two uh, women's super threat matches, which would have been pretty perfect for them to set up a, a storyline for, you know, Bianca. Because Bailey would have been involved in at least one, if not both of them. First of those two matches was replaced with Omos versus Elias, where Omos originally didn't have his gear on him, and they scrambled to make sure he had something to wrestle in as he was just in catering. Instead of these women's triple threats, so, there was a hold women's up, tag match. Yeah. So that showed you why Omos was like, yeah, why he was lumbering a bit because he was like, wait a minute, I don't even because know what the fuck's going on. He didn't know what the fuck was going on, and him and Elias had to throw things together. Right. That's why I was. And remember, almost is a big ass man. Big so ass man, and don't it's forget, not like. And don't forget that this is under the regime of Vince McMahon. He can't do maneuvers, certain maneuvers. Let's just be real. Vince and then McMahon you, just, uh, and then you can't and remember. He has to also be able to protect Elias. Elias. Well, and if, and if this was just thrown together, you know they didn't have time to work yeah. anything out. Yeah, they don't have room for anything out. I mean, the only thing that they really know offhand, 100%, because every wrestler does, is the finisher. So they was throwing things together and trying to protect each other. He already can take Omos' finisher any day of the week, blind, blindly, because everybody knows and how to take And then he that already didn't have no gear, so it was like, I wasn't even warmed up. Yeah. I wasn't even prepared. Because Omos' so finisher is throwing you on the ground. So just, that makes Omos look even worse. Yeah. So, it, it, I told you it was With damage control taking on Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. And originally for that segment, Bailey was reportedly planned to accompany them out to ringside. But this was scrapped at the last minute for unknown reasons. Remember that one for later. This is on top of other changes over the weekend, which may or may not be Vince related. Like the reportedly scrapped plan of LA Knight having a WrestleMania segment with Bobby Lashley. Wonder why you had no LA Knight on. Oh, you could have had LA. LA Knight just to be pop up like, 
All right. Now this is official. Now you can say yeah, this is official. Like uh, you can just say LA Knight be like, now it's official that WrestleMania is in LA because LA, LA Knight is, is here. Exactly. Bobby Lassie was, you know, squawking about having a match, you know, because he's like, I know you did the Memorial Battle Royal to try to give me that, you know, as a, you know, consolation prize, but I wanted to be on WrestleMania. I didn't get hurt by uh, my opponent did, you know, fuck them. They can't make it, you know, I should not lose my spot. And LA Knight was like, hey, I'll be willing to jump in with you, you know, toss me around, put me in a hurt lock for about five minutes and call it a night. And they just said no. Peter Works Wrestling, which was corroborated by Michael Select. Also reported by Michael Select was the fact that Shotzi was supposed to use her tank for her I know that too. entrance originally, with the tank even being on site, but that was also scrapped. There was also I that. A so you had them motherfuckers. So you had the, the, the travel team bring her tank. Pull all that shit out. And break pull, her tank. Pull that tank out to, to pack on one of them trucks for y'all not to fucking use you it. You not to fucking use it. Yeah, I know it's that too, though. That's so stuck and stupid. Well, I mean, the ramp was kind of narrow, but you could have easily had to pull the damn tank out like uh, Ray did with the low rider. Oh, cut from Raw, which likely would have included Bad Bunny. And- so, well, you didn't have L- LWL, your supposed new franchise, and which could have set up a real good match of having <laughs> LWO taking on, you know, Judgment Day, which LWO should win that one if they do. Obviously, you just put the team together. You want them to win. And, you know, Legato Del Fantasma hadn't been able to buy a win that their lives depended on it. This would be a good chance to give them one. Funnily enough, the one video clip that's been going viral lately of Seth Rollins seemingly being told about his segment being changed after he'd made his entrance during a commercial break was actually reported by Fightful Select to be false, as the segment was always scripted that way. And that's in a short term, nobody could have seen coming. Some of the WWE wrestlers aren't happy about this. The last minute changes, Vince being back, the whole shebang, and it might actually lead to top stars leaving the company soon. Yes, so I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for, you know, people uh, talking about leaving because it's the second thing I wanted to bring on there while we had time because oh, this is, I know, does, then it's small as shit because it's on it. <laughs> My burgers in the damn uh, refrigerator uh, uh bigger than that. I mean, the freezer are bigger than old burgers. No thing, the glorified sausage bandies. <laughs> But yeah. In what Fightful Select described as a huge hit to morale backstage, many WWE wrestlers were upset about this development of Vince taking over creatively once more. Some wrestlers were described as frustrated after being told that Vince wouldn't be in control, only for him to absolutely then be in control. It wasn't even the quality of the creative changes that were necessarily the problem. It's that it was the entire dishonesty of the situation that reportedly upset people, especially considering many of them had been fired by Vince McMahon in the last few years. 
regard to the cut women's matches, there were reportedly many women's wrestlers who were very disappointed, including many who weren't at the show. One higher up in the company reportedly said that this Friday will be a big tell of Vince's intentions going forward. He was already in LA for WrestleMania, so he was on hand for Raw. But if he traveled all the way to Portland for SmackDown, they think that means he's here to stay. And with all this morale being shattered backstage, which was described as the lowest point of morale in totality since pre-WrestleMania in 2022, when it reached all-time lows, lovely stuff, nice place to work, Viper right. is also reporting <laughs> that at least two work. WWE talents, including one near the top of the card, said they'll likely request their releases if this is a trend moving forward, with another saying they'll just ride out their remaining contract. There were also reportedly multiple... Now, that's the one thing I was going to say, because that's what I wanted to bring up, because a certain person's contract is up this year. Giraffe And if that person said that, that uh, said they were ride out that contract, it's a certain person by the name of Drew. That's not a hit that WD can survive. Literally. They just obviously can't survive it. Go on, you can move it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's Drew McIntyre, they can't survive that. WD won't be able to survive that. I don't think that UFC will like that. They probably would think about getting rid of, uh, find a way to get rid of Vince McMahon. Which way? Because I, I would. I'm not losing my money like that all, all straight up because this dude out there and them would like him. Go humble, man. Was exploring what their options would be if Vince were to remain in control. And one of those people looking to get out while they can could be Bailey. Reminder that she was cut from Raw for currently reasons unknown. While it seems she took to Twitter prior to WrestleMania Night 2 to say, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Bye. Well, of course, this isn't confirmation of anything in particular. It's just worth noting for now, especially since Dakota Kai then tweeted to say, I love you at Bailey. Another I mean, that is cryptic. It could be the fact that she's planning on leaving, or it could be the fact that they're planning on eventually being told to, was told that they're going to break up damage control. I mean, it, you know, it's working because of WWE stupidity. It definitely reason why it's not working because they don't know how to work with tag teams. So they're not going to be able to do trios. Simply put, and definitely can't deal with women. Wrestler who appears to be upset with the company is Dana Brooke after a fan sign on Raw was confiscated. The sign in question said, Give Dana Brooke a chance. This is the thing we were talking about before with Dana Brooke. That's like I said, yes, she's not dead. Yes, she's not away from WWE. She's not, you know, gone. Her contract didn't expire, she wasn't fired. He's just had me seen. But after the fan tweeted Dana to let her know it was confiscated, Dana tweeted to say, OMG, they didn't let you show your sign? With a follow-up tweet that said, I am so sorry, this is so wrong and will be addressed. And it's not just wrestlers that are upset either. I don't know if you've seen social media since Vince came back. Fans aren't too thrilled with having him back either. This has even made its way to WWE TV, as on last night's episode of NXT, there were allegedly chants of fire Vince that broke out. This primary This was true. This was true. Even I went and followed that up too. Can, can corroborate that as well. Uh, I did research on that as well on the internet. 
that was, this is 100% true, this is real, that did happen. It came from a tweet from user at Wrestling Cover who said there was a Fire Vince chant on NXT, which isn't evident enough in itself, but there has been other tweets alleging that they yeah. were in attendance and can yeah. confirm Fire it, me. such as yeah. the villain GG who said, I can confirm it because my section was the one who started the chants. I personally always find it super reassuring when fans want the boss of the company fire. It's a nice feeling, makes me feel all warm and fuzzy on the inside, but I I guess there's some other things to talk about aside from Vince. So, yeah. That's the thing I was saying. Death and Ring. By the way. WWE stars requesting their release. Oh, good. Thank you for being awesome, Pledgehammers, on our Patreon page. Double right. L, Liam no, Leonard, and Mad Mac the Meat Father. You can get your own shout out and loads of extra bonus Patreon he's, content by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash wrestling. Oh, no, it was reported. Yeah. So, yeah. Because those guys were from NXT that requested their release. But, yeah. Not good. Not good. What do you think so far? Hmm. You know, with. With AEW announcing that they're gonna have something uh, all in at Wembley Stadium, I hope they think it. Fit. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be really shocked they feel it, but I, I mean, hope it'll be something though because it's this WWE will have trouble filming. How I many Tony Khan's I mean father Nick, uh, not Nick Khan, but his father will have trouble filling that, and he owns the uh, Dolphins. So yeah. This is a bold maneuver. Uh, I just hope they put on. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna put on a good show. They're pretty sure they're gonna put on a good show. I just want to know if they can fill it. That's what me. I just want to know if they're gonna fill it. If you can get that's a courageous even, jump. If you can even get fifty thousand, which is about half of that with AEW, still be good. You know, you know you had to get the whole ninety because I know the whole ninety is hard to get. <laughs> you know, fucking. Uh, shit to go on Wembley Stadium itself can't fill the all ass so we know filling the whole thing is hard you know like I said football American football hard to fill those seats <laughs> but if he can get even close to that number if he can pull what Vince McMahon pulled for Wrestlemania 80 that tells you A you over there in WWE, they just filled 80,000 seats at Wembley in London. Ooh, 90. If they can fill the whole night, that's something. But I'm saying they can do that. Just, I mean, if they, if they I, I can believe AEW, I can believe AEW could do it, but the card has to be. So they need something on that card, a certain somebody on that card, maybe by the name of CM no. Punk? No. CM Punk? No. CM Punk? No, not even. You know, no. call no. the personality. No, they just need to build up. Yeah, some storylines and, and and sell and it. Hey, hey, who knows? Tony Khan may know a little bit more than we know. Certain Vific man people may be jumping their asses over to AEW, and they definitely will be available by that time period. Sasha be. You know what I'm saying? Now, you can have uh, Sasha, well, you can have Mercedes, Mercedes and Trinity, Trinity, and you have that, 
you know, CM Punk. No, I'm not, I'm not anywhere about CM you know, Punk. All right, good night. Grab somebody. I'm about to find it. You grab certain somebody, certain WWE people who are I happy ain't wor- now. I ain't even worried about CM Punk. Yeah, but you got the, you got the rumors of you got the rumors of Trinity. Trinity and. Well, we they already we already know Mercedes is going to be on her way coming. Eventually, so she yeah, she, she she's she even got, doing the forbidden door. Yeah, she can't say she got a working thing going on with uh. Don't forget, New Japan got a working thing going on with uh, AEW, so they can easily. Say, so hey, she could be. Yeah, you could just easily just appear on AEW at the point like now. Don't you like you know you still dealing with uh, New Japan, but you can just appear there. You know, like they did with Jay White, who's now guess what. <laughs> funny, funny, funny is now with AEW, right? <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny how those things work? You just have them appear because you have a working you relationship, the and then all of a sudden now they back a hundred percent full on. Now you get officially get the the whole of, the whole of the Bullet, Bullet Club, Club, exactly. That are on the independent scene, exactly. They already got Juice Robinson right there because they showed that last night. Juice Robinson, Jay White. Came out with the Bullet Club theme, Bullet Club logo, Bullet Club entrance. Yeah, the Young Bucks. So you got Bullet Club all around. You got... Only people you don't have is the fucking Finn Balor. Finn Balor and, and AJ Styles. AJ Styles and the Good Brothers. Knows, he may, you know, try to weasel his way out. You know, Vince is back. He, who knows? He may weasel his way out. He hasn't been seen so far. You know, he can weasel his way out. Lift your ass over to AEW. You know, Bullet Club taking on Blackpool Combat Club. Club versus club. So. So, yes. But I can say this is looking pretty good. If you're a fan of AEW, you should say, oh, yay. They are now getting mad. Mr. Man is back. We know the time period. He, of course, like I said before, the reason why he's back is because, again, the reason why he left was because of the sexual assault allegations. He said, hey, I beat this before. I can do it again. Because people kept bringing up the sexual assault allegations, keep rehearsing the sexual assault allegations, not the fact that he was just shit at his motherfucking job. Which I kept saying, stop bringing up the sexual assault allegations. He's going to beat this and come back. Bring up the fact that he was shit at his job. And if he's shit at his job, people who are around will say, I don't care if you don't facilitate the sale. We will go here without you, old man. Go ahead and put it back so we can, you know, because I know it's time period. Almost done. Come on. Go ahead, been talking. Okay, unless I want you to, you know, mess with it and it winds up knocking me out. And I'm like, that ain't got to do a whole hour talking again. But anyway, you know, they would have did something. They would have found a way to get out of this bullshit, you know. But now it's opportunity. You want some change going to be made? Hey, leave. Only way you can make somebody like Vince learn is the hard way by actually leaving. Pick up your bags and go over to AEW and showcase. Yes, this could happen. Drew McIntyre, I know your contract is up. Take up your bag and leave. Bailey, take up your bag and leave. But the crazy thing is, Bailey just came out with a report. Thing talking about she waiting for Sasha to come back. Yeah, because she waiting for Sasha to come back because she wanted to do a match with Sasha. Well, guess what? If she wanted to do that match so badly, guess where it can only happen at? 
girl. It only happened at AEW because Charles definitely gonna be coming back to uh, well, Mercedes. The Mercedes definitely coming back to WWE because she left because Vince McMahon was there. Now was guess what? Who's back? Vince McMahon. Is she gonna want to come back to that? I doubt it. All right. Yeah. Anyway, because about done done with anyway. But that's one thing we want to talk about. Give you some of the news that's going on so far. You know. It's going to be a shit show. And Roman Reigns is going basically, I say it now, has officially broken right now the, you know, Bruno San Martino Street. No. I'm going to say it right here, right now, call it as it is, because Vince McMahon is definitely in charge. He broke it, and yay. We did this for what reason? <laughs> Nothing, because no one's going to remind, remember Roman Reigns for this streak. We're going to remember all the dumbass rough bumps and the fact that you had Cody Rhodes that had to win and you decided to just, nah, we want the rough you. Yeah. That's why I love AEW better. Mm. Anyway, this is going to be where I end the podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share the podcast. Give us a five-star rating. And later, guys. See ya.